Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Dale Vandermark. He's a partner and health industry advisor at the practice of McDermott, Will, and Emery. Dale is, is really fantastic at what he does. He advises clients in the health industry on strategic transactions and the evolution of healthcare delivery models. He has extensive experience in health system affiliations and joint venture transactions. Dale also provides counseling on the development of technology in healthcare delivery with a particular emphasis on telemedicine. Dale has been at the forefront of advising clients with respect to the globalization of the U.S. healthcare industry and more. He advises U.S. and non-U.S. enterprises with respect to the formation of cross-border affiliations and international patient programs. In addition to writing regularly on matters related to his practice, Dale has spoken at numerous conferences around the world on globalization of healthcare. And in fact, I had the privilege of meeting him at one of those conferences at the Doc SF earlier this year. And it's a privilege to, to have him on the podcast today to chat about looking around the corner and strategies that we should all be considering in our businesses and healthcare. So Dale, what a privilege to have you. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, my pleasure. So, Dale, what is it that got you into the medical sector? Uh, well, I actually kind of uh, um, fell into it. It wasn't anything really that I would say uh, w was by design. I started out uh, practicing law in uh, kind of a generalist sort of a practice before I began focusing on transactional work. And uh, a colleague of mine went to a, um, a, a firm that uh, focused on, on healthcare and recruited me to join. And uh, so it was, uh, it was really more a matter of happen, happenstance and, and um, that, I, that I ended up in, in healthcare. But uh, I have to say, I'm, 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 quite happy that, uh, I'm quite happy that it happened. Well, you know, it's a natural fit and having seen you speak and, and, you know, having had conversations with you on the topic of healthcare, I mean, you're, you're a forward thinker in the space. And, and so it's, it's a treat to have you here. What, what would you say is a hot topic that health leaders need to have at the forefront of their thoughts today? Uh, it's a it's a great question. You know, there there are there are a lot of hot topics that uh, I think people like to talk about and, and appropriately um, with re with the healthcare industry right now. I know one of the big ones, um, certainly one that I've been focusing on quite a bit, is the role of technology and data within the healthcare infrastructure and how healthcare organizations can best utilize. Uh, the vast amounts of data that are now available and the tools that we have to really transmit that data from place to place. Um, very important uh, subject, very important topic, but I think we actually have to take a little bit of a step back and really think less about those tools for getting things done and more about something more fundamental that I really see at work uh, in people not talking about quite as much as I think they should, which is engagement. I think when you take a look at what's going on in healthcare now and some of the really interesting, innovative, and exciting things that are happening is all 
really focused around some form of engagement of stakeholders with each other, primarily in ways that didn't exist in the past. And it may be focused around data, it may be focused around technology, but what gets you there is really being able to engage with another stakeholder and figure out the common interests and figuring out how to align your interests in a way that that's going to make something work. It's true whether you're talking about better ways to to in, to reach patients and really engage with them fun, in, a, in fundamentally different ways than we do. Uh, and you can see it also in those really complicated, you know, big corporate transactions where maybe a life sciences company and a healthcare provider uh, uh, really engage with each other to learn from each other to uh, improve what both are doing. Uh, and I think thinking about the way we engage with uh the people and the organizations around us uh, and thinking about ways to improve that engagement and really create more value from those relationships is, I think, uh, something that we should be focusing a lot more than we do. Dale, I think it's super insightful. And, and, and so as you think about engagement, what would you say are some of the fundamentals mm-hmm. around properly doing like an excellent job at it? Well, first and foremost, you know, go back to uh, go back to some fundamental lessons that we I think probably we've all learned uh, throughout our lives, and and really think about deploying them in in more strategic ways. And 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 to me, the most important one is um, you know to uh, to talk less and listen more. Yes. Uh, and really, right, not just kind of listen tactically to figure out, you know, what's going on, but really trying to get behind the discussion and find out what's really driving someone or driving another organization so that you can understand really what their uh, uh, broader perspective is and figure out ways that you can, as an organization, really work to align yourself with them and, and find those points of commonality uh, that you can that you can work from. I think that that is fundamental and critical. In a sense, everybody should go back to school and learn how to sell things, right? Uh, because what are, what's one of the first things you learn about selling, right? It's really to understand that underlying perspective and figuring out how to create value. Right. And that's what I think we need to do in all of those relationships is really figure that out so that we can have the most productive conversations we can have with people. Dale, what a, what a great message. And, and everybody listening, you're probably thinking, huh, how can I listen better? I like this idea of engaging. If you're not listening with, with genuine curiosity, you're missing out, right? You know, Dale calls out tactical listening. Put that aside. Listen with genuine curiosity. You'll be amazed what you could figure out and, and, so, and, and, and how you can engage with folks. So tell me a little bit more about maybe how your firm or just, you know, and the work that you guys do, how this engagement principle is creating results and improving outcomes increasing efficiencies. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, as a service provider, you know, we don't, um, we don't have the opportunity to directly impact um, what's going on in, say, for example, the delivery of healthcare services or the development of, of new drugs or devices, or even the creation of, of new relationships. You know, we, we help people achieve those things, 
but we're not the prime movers um, behind them. Uh, and so for those of us who, uh, and most of us in our healthcare practice are this way, for you know, those of us who are really uh, interested and, and, and really moved by what's going on in healthcare, do feel sometimes a bit of frustration in that regard that we can't be you know, directly at that table um, and uh, uh, really working to do those things as prime movers. But what we, what we naturally do uh, uh, in our healthcare practice, I think all of us, because we are so interested in, in, in and engaged in the healthcare industry, is that we uh, do just what I was talking about before with our clients. Uh, we really listen to what it is they're trying to do. We, we really try to understand their perspective. And we try to, in the services that we provide, really fundamentally um, impact uh, what it is that they're doing and let them know the things that we can we can do for them that they may not be thinking about, and also let them know, quite frankly, uh, at times when they may be asking us to do things that really isn't either the highest and best use of our time or um, something they may be able to achieve not using us, uh, and, and really try to make sure that they're extracting from us the most value that they can extract from us. Um, so that uh, the relationship that we have with them uh, becomes stronger each time we engage with them so that they can, they can really see that we're not, you know, we're not there just to skim off the top. We're, we really are there to try to help them uh, improve what they do and succeed uh, at what they do. For us, those long-term relationships are, are the most valuable uh, to have. You know, I have relationships with people that um, have lasted decades from which I've I've only extracted a little bit of work recently, you know, but it's worth it. Those long-term relationships are worth it because you learn so much about uh, what your clients do, uh, and you you get to uh, really figure out those different perspectives. And if you do that across a variety of all of the you know sub industries within healthcare, the value you bring to the table when you you know when you talk to your client to to be able to tell them, hey, you're you want to do a deal with somebody in a different industry, they're thinking about things this way. You know, having the ability to do that is, uh, uh, is fantastic. So we really try to, you know, take our experience, uh, take our big ears, uh, and focus on providing value to the, uh, to the client, not just the delivery of the service, but really uh, delivering value. We do that not just in terms of the services that we provide, but we... Um, uh, we sponsor and, and host a number of conferences uh, throughout the year all over the world, uh, London, Munich, Shanghai, all over the United States, focusing on different um, uh, industries within, within healthcare um, or different topics within healthcare. We invite all of our clients and we take those opportunities to get our clients to talk to each other um, and uh, get them the opportunity to face-to-face -face in a you know, relatively safe environment, call it, right? So there's not a lot of selling going on, as it were, just right. so that they can engage and really start to, you know, uh, interact with people they, they maybe haven't, uh, haven't had the opportunity to, to speak with in the past. And what we have found is that that not only gives them the opportunity to 
find things out that they may not have known about before. But we've also seen uh, relationship starts uh, start in those sorts of conversations, and and uh, and deals get made, you know, just by uh, just by chance. So it's been uh, it's been a real value um, that we can that 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 we've been providing to our clients for many years, and we intend to. Uh, continue to. And uh, for all of your listeners, if you want to come to any of our conferences, uh, just go to our website, take a look at our upcoming events, and I'm sure you'll find one or two that, uh, that are of interest. Dale, what is, what is the website? Uh, very easy. It's www.mwe.com. MWE.com. I love it. And I, and I have taken a glance at some of the things that you guys offer I mean, pretty in-depth stuff. Uh, it's 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 incredible that you guys do that. Uh, a, a phenomenal service, and uh, and look, I mean, it, it, you're you're walking the walk, right? I mean, we led this podcast with the idea of engagement. You're doing that in 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 not only the listening aspect, but also engaging through creating conversations and debates around these these topics that people dedicate their lives to? We, uh, our view uh, of the work that we do is, of course, that it is um, in service of a critical industry, and whether we're talking about healthcare or life sciences, right? These are industries that impact people's lives in extremely meaningful ways, you know, every day. You know, my, my clients run the range from life sciences companies to healthcare providers. Um, uh, you know, these are the the frontline people there that are are you know helping, you know, my family, your family, uh, and so you can't help but um, have a a very strong connection to what you do on a day to day basis, uh, and I think that 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 is part of what drives us um, and what uh, what really wants us to see our clients succeed and drives us to figure out how to, uh, how to really provide value to them and, and, and how to improve. The chair of our firm, and, and our firm is not just a healthcare firm, where we are you know, a, a, a piece, a, a decent-sized piece, but only one piece of our practice. Um, and uh, we in the healthcare practice are very happy that uh, one, of, uh, one of our colleagues has become the chair of our firm. I uh, did so a few years ago, um, and he's a uh, he's been a great uh, great leader for the organization. Uh, and when he became the chair, he uh, he did something that uh, you know some people may kind of scoff at, which a lot of us have really embraced, in which was to come out with a motto for our firm, which is always better. And the notion being that. We should always be getting better at what we do. We should always be improving the service that that we provide. And I think that that message is definitely is in alignment with what we see our clients trying to do uh, every day in terms of the delivery of the service or the the uh, production of the of the devices or the or the uh, or the drugs or the delivery of ancillary services. You know, healthcare these days. Everybody's trying to improve what they do, and uh, we're right there with them. Well, I think that's uh, that's incredibly inspiring. You know, always better. If you're asking that question and you're asking it daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, every year, imagine the difference that you could make. I mean, just these two mm -hmm. concepts, right? Like engage, listen, always better. Wow. 
I mean, these are, and I love that you, you just kind of said, I'm not going to focus on the tactical today. We could talk about virtual medicine. We could talk about, you know, cross-border deals and, and uh, global, but you just, you're getting down to the basics and I love that. And, and with that, I, I believe that a lot of the basic fundamentals that we learn most from is mistakes, Dale. So I love if you could hone in on, on maybe a setback that you had and how that setback has made you better and what lessons you learned. Oh my goodness. I make mistakes every day and probably <laughs> way too many to count. I think one of the things that we try to do is really focus on kind of what's coming around the corner in healthcare so that we can be prepared as our clients start to engage with it and so that we can be, you know, out there in front and, and understand it. And, you know, sometimes we get it wrong. And so sometimes we'll focus on things that uh, really don't don't turn into uh, what we think uh, it may turn into. And that's happened to me personally a few times, focusing on some areas where I thought the industry would turn and, and it hasn't. And I've, I've really learned, I think, two lessons uh, from those big mistakes that I've made that I, can, that I can point to. One is that the failure was a mistake frequently that I shared with a number of other people. So I didn't feel so bad about it. And so it taught me that, uh, hey, you know what, everybody makes mistakes. But part of that was recognizing that I wasn't thinking as critically as I should be mm -hmm. about, uh, about where I thought I saw the industry might be, might be headed. And so, uh, you know, those two things, you know, it's the old saw, you know, it's not about getting knocked down. It's about, um, you know, what you do after you stand up. And you learn that when you, when you make mistakes and you, and, and you don't succeed at, at something that you, uh, that you wanted to, that uh, the best thing to do is get back up and, and just put it behind you um, and don't give it too much thought in terms of stopping you from trying again. Right. At something else. And then for me, the other is uh, uh, particularly with an industry as complicated as, as we have in, in health is that uh, it's always good to cycle it through one last turn of critical thinking um, before um, before making making a decision. How do you do your best critical thinking now? Uh, usually with other people, I have yeah. to say, you know, I, I I'm a firm believer in uh, conversation and uh, analysis, not by committee, but, but engaging with other, other people whose opinions you, um, you respect. I, I tend to not make decisions about things until I run them by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Even if it's uh, someone who is not you know, fully engaged, someone who's you know, bright and whose opinion as a general matter, you know, I respect. Just giving, a bit of, giving that person a bit of context and giving that person a short description of my, my thinking on it and, and, and getting some uh, outside perspective uh, can, be, uh, can be very helpful. So I try to work, obviously you can't always do that, but uh, I try to you know, sit down and focus as best I can, you know, turn my phone off, that kind of a thing. But uh, if I can, I really do try to get other people engaged and, and get their perspective on it as well because, uh, you know, whether you know it or not, you know tons of smart people, and uh, <laughs> I know tons of smart people, and I'm I'm always amazed at uh, uh, the insight that I get from my colleagues. Yeah, Dale, I love I love this, and you know one of the things that I try to do, and I think is so critical, is to do that critical thinking. It, we often we have to schedule it. You know, I mean, you really can't get around. You just have to schedule it. 
period. So I love yep. your call out around this. Schedule that critical thinking, folks. What about on the other side of the coin, Dale? Tell me about something that you're so proud of, like something that you've done in your career in healthcare that you're just so proud of. Well, the thing that I'm most most proud of really doesn't have anything to do with healthcare per se, but has okay. to do with uh, my colleagues. Um, okay. So one of the things I've I've always done and always uh, uh, tried to to spend time doing is is mentoring the people who are younger than me uh, mm-hmm. and and earlier in their career, and uh, I'm now at a point in my career where I'm a bit older, and so I get to see uh, how successful those people I've been mentoring have become, and uh, seeing their success, uh, I think, has been professionally the most mm-hmm. rewarding thing. Um, uh, that I've experienced. It, it's just a, a fantastic feeling to know that you have played a part mm-hmm. in the success that somebody else has, has achieved. Uh, the older I get, the more pleasure I get out of that, I have to say. That's really great. Building the future generation to, to succeed is, is I think, uh, uh, fundamental. And, you know, hey, I'm, I've been the beneficiary of, of, of a lot of great mentors and so kudos to you for, for being able to do that, Dale, and, and just kind of embracing those people that you feel are going to make a difference. Uh, I mean, I, I, really, I really appreciate that. that. That's your proudest moment. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. That's so cool. So, so uh, tell us about an exciting project you're focused on today. Well, I have tons of really exciting uh, projects, and I can't tell you about any of them because they're all clients. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I mean, you know, healthcare and uh, both the healthcare and life sciences industries these days are um, really transforming in dramatic ways. And uh, I'm involved in tons of exciting projects that my, my clients are engaged in. Developing and deploying technologies. Uh, um, How about this angle, Dale? How about this? Yeah. As 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 the listeners take foot in in their new exciting projects, what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, um, what what I would say is, don't get ahead of yourself. Um, if if you're anything like me, I get really excited about really interesting things. So, yeah. as an example, I've been all over. Um, uh, the uh, the Chinese uh, exploration of the moon that's been been going on, and now the uh-huh. Indians um, have have a have a lunar explorer out there, and and it's just really exciting, and you can get very interested in this strange substance that the Chinese have found on the moon, and what is it, and what's it made of, and what does it mean, uh, and it's really easy to kind of get excited and speculate, and uh-huh. it is always good. Uh, and of course, the scientists behind those missions are doing this to always say, okay, we can get very excited about where we're going, but let's not forget about the fundamentals. Let's not forget about the blocking and tackling. Let's make sure we are really doing everything correctly and, and not uh, making you know, small little mistakes that can turn into big ones or you know, make big mistakes. Um, and so for me, it's a, it, it, it's, it's a matter of not letting the enthusiasm get ahead of good business judgment. Hmm. Um, I see this all the time, and uh, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say all the time, 
but you see it you see in it. any yeah. number, yeah, any number of transactions. There's a there's something, um, you know, there's a mo- what we sometimes call in in larger transactions, kind of the deal momentum. Mm-hmm. You kind of get to a point where, even though you may have ticked off all of the things that say no, I can't do this deal, you've gotten so far along in the process that people find it sometimes difficult to say, oh, I've got to pull the plug. And uh, I think it's important to maintain that discipline and make sure that uh, um, your strategic decisions about, you know, go, no go decisions, for example, uh, are maintained and you don't lose sight of those things. Oh, that's so powerful. Great advice, Dale. And and so getting here to the lightning round now, we're going to do that followed by a favorite book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Okay. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes, and, and I'd say from a business side? I think uh, aligning incentives is the best way to uh, improve outcomes, and that requires, if you're talking about in four real, before, real engagement, really understanding um, what your partner um, wants, and your partner meaning your patient, your joint venture partner, whomever it is, really understanding what they want, what they need, and seeing if you can align uh, your and their interests so that uh, you both have the right motivation to do the right thing. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Uh, uh, kind of the opposite of that, not really understanding what's going on, um, uh, which is probably part and parcel of not, you know, not preparing enough and not really understanding completely um, the environment that you're working with, the perspective of the of your other of of your of your other party or the other person you're dealing with, um, and uh, uh, not taking the time to to figure that out so that you can uh, really maximize the relationship and um, make sure that you're not uh, heading down a path that uh, that really ed- ends in a dead end that you could have seen before. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Well, uh, I would say again, you know, big ears and, and stay engaged. Um, and I think, uh, in terms of really staying relevant, I think it's always important to go back to, um, the notion of, uh, solving your customer's problem, not your problem, right? Making sure that you really are thinking about what the end user of your product, what the, uh, what the person who's receiving your service really is looking for and getting them that as opposed to what you think maybe they should get. <laughs> that's a big uh, problem. That's, uh, that's really powerful, Dale. And, and I think a lot of times, whether we want to admit it or not, we do get sucked into solving our problem versus our customer's problem. And, uh, yeah. You could you could deny that, but if you're true to yourself, you're, you'll admit it. And uh, I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a good call out. So something to think about. And, and you know, as as we go through these, the other thing that I'll that I'll say is engagement. While it might sound easy, and you could say, "Oh yeah, basic principle," it's easier said than done. And so I like to put a challenge out there. To everybody listening to this, and say to you, what can you do to be more engaged? What can you do to have? What can you do to have those big ears? Because it's it's more difficult to do 
than to just say it. So, uh, and the last one here on the, on the lightning round is, uh, what's the area of focus that drives everything in your organization? Always better. Always better. And, and it's so, I love how simple he made that. Yeah. And, 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 um, gosh, you know, I love it so much that I'm going to, I'm going to print that. I'm going to write it down and print it out and just put it on like in front of my computer because I want to well, keep seeing that. <laughs> I will tell Ira and he will be thrilled. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're working on, on the next steps in, in, and outcomes rocket 2.0. And you know, that was the theme. It's like, we got to innovate, you know, we've been doing this for three years. Always better is, is, is something that is, I, I'm holding within me and Dale, I'm glad you're, you're, you're bringing it up again. So thank you for that. Absolutely. What book would you recommend? Oh my goodness. Uh, there are so many books that I have read that um, I, 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 I could recommend. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll, I'll do two things. I'll say two things. Okay. Uh, I recommend reading a book that has nothing to do with uh, your professional life and just um, getting immersed in something else. How often uh, do you do that, Dale? All the time. I, yeah. I read all the time. Uh, and I find that um, I learn a great deal uh, from other disciplines, um, whether, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, reading history or reading about how something else is done. It, it's, you, you get a, you just get a different perspective that you can, you can bring to what you're doing. A real, and, and actually a book I'm reading right now is a, or rereading right now, I should say, is a really good example of that. I'm uh, rereading a book called The Best and the Brightest, by uh, David Halberstam, who is a New York Times reporter who covered uh, the war in Vietnam. And he wrote a book about uh, U.S. foreign policy in Vietnam from roughly 1945 to 1970 or so. And uh, the focus being primarily the um, Kennedy and uh, Johnson administrations. Uh Um, And in rereading it, I am remembering how the lessons that you can extract from that book that are absolutely applicable to the things that we do, things like hubris, right? Thinking that we know more than we actually do. Um, Letting a, um, uh, some policy decision uh, uh, on a global basis override what's best for what you're trying to achieve right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, not getting all of the facts, right, and not really uh, hearing them and, and understanding them for what they what they are, and instead of learning from them, trying to make them fit what you want them to say, right? All of these mistakes that were made by the U.S. government during uh, during that conflict are lessons that I think we can we can uh, uh, we can bring to the things that we do on a on an everyday basis. Um, it's but it's example. not just the yeah, I mean, and it's not just nonfiction; uh, it's uh, fiction as well. I, I, I'm a firm believer you can learn from Shakespeare and Dashiell Hammett and uh, any, you know, Stephen King and anybody else. So, I'm always reading a combination of fiction and nonfiction. Love that. Read something outside of your realm of expertise. And, uh, and, you know, the other side of that too is attend the conference, right? Go to a plumbing conference yeah. for God's sake. That's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> like try yes. it. <laughs> I still have to get start to a, a podcast. I, <laughs> start a podcast, right? 
<laughs> oh, I love it. No, it's a great recommendation, Dale. Appreciate you doing that. Folks, go to outcomesrocket.health in the search bar. Type in Dale Vandermark. You're going to find the podcast show notes there, a full transcript, links to the things that we've talked about. It's all there. Um, Dale, I wish we had more time, my man. This has been a ton of fun, but I'd love if you could just leave us with a closing thought and then the best place for the listeners could continue the conversation with you. Sure, absolutely. Well, this final thought is something that I, I came to way too late in life. And so uh, if you're younger than me, um, I hope you've learned this lesson already, but you haven't. If you haven't, listen to this, think about it, see what you make of it. But uh, I, I think what is... Hand. Okay, there you go. Good. So <laughs> I think what is absolutely critical uh, is for everybody to really define for themselves what success means and then to go out and achieve that and not what somebody else tells you success is. I think that people tend to go down rabbit holes with preconceived notions of what's going to make them happy, what's going to make them feel, feel fulfilled, instead of really asking themselves that question and trying to achieve what their honest answer for themselves may be. And that's uh, not a static thing. It can, I, my belief is that that's something that can change over time and different periods of your life. You, you, you may have different things that may fulfill you or, or make you happy. But I think it's important uh, that we, uh, that we return to that question and really be honest with ourselves about it so that we can live fulfilling and happy lives, which is, uh, which is, I think, the most important thing for us to do. Uh, I think that's such a strong message, Dale. And, uh, you know, the conversation today has been really, really interesting, you know, philosophical in nature. Uh, and, and, and I love the, I love that. And, and so I hope that the listeners today took a lot of notes like I did and find a way to engage, to listen with big ears and, and live their own version of success. Dale, just want to say big thanks, my man. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. My pleasure, Saul. And I look forward to seeing you again soon.